last time on Oz Hour. Okay, last time on Oz Hour, they show up to Ozma's birthday type of thing, and Ozma, uh, Dorothy and Ozma greet each other, and uh, and Dorothy's like, "Oh, why didn't you invite me to your birthday?" And Ozma's like, "Actually, I did. <laughs> How did you think that you ended up here? Thank you very much." And I was like, "Oh, it would have been nice if you actually fucking just brought me here instead of did all this other shit." But that's fine. I'm here now. <laughs> And so then they continue. The shaggy man's here and he's like, I want to stay here. And he gives up all the things like the love magnet and other things to be here because he <laughs> just loves the Emerald City. And uh, then they meet these insane amount of people. The fact that you guys want me to remember all these names is absolutely insane. So I'm not even going to say them except for Santa because Santa was there. He did make a cameo. So did several other people make cameos and they were there. And all these other things happened. It was a party. It was a parade. Bubbles happened. Everyone went home after that. And the end. Thank you. (laughs) Hi there, and welcome to Oz Hour, the only place where you can hear everything you never knew about the wonderful and strange land of Oz. That's right. With the help of some alcohol, we will be discussing each of the 14 books in L. Frank Baum's Wizard of Oz series. Today, we will be beginning book six, The Emerald City of Oz, covering chapters one through four. We are your hosts, Blake Stone and Wyatt Swangham. And joining us is our resident Oz initiate, Hannah Aguirre. Hello, hello. All right. Nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do we not like that? <laughs> so, Hannah, you just played last time on where you recapped the end of book five, The Road to Oz. How long did that take, Wyatt? That took about exactly a minute. Okay, wow. That is always the goal. I'm getting good on my time. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see what I even wrote down for notes on that, because I feel like you did pretty I good. it was pretty good. All I wrote was that you failed to mention that the Shaggy Man stole the love magnet that he's had mm. the whole time right. from a young woman in Butterfield. That's a pretty big deal. Um, and then I wrote, guest, 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 Santa. Um, and then, yeah, there's a big to do and then they all go home because the wizard made impenetrable bubbles Mm -hmm. so that everyone could ride back safely. Um, so yeah, that's how that ended. And also as usual, Hannah attempted to summarize the entirety of our previous book, the road to Oz. So stay tuned after the credits for that absolute <laughs> two minute and 50 second shit show yeah. it was insane <laughs> it was long I but very good i forgot a lot of things but then i brought them back up again <laughs> so it's a lot of that <laughs> also before we started recording wyatt went ahead and whipped up some cocktails what are we sipping on sipping on sipping on, sipping on. tonight we are sipping on sipping roquat on. the red the recipe for which you can find on our Instagram at Oz Hour Podcast. Let me slurp. Mm. That tastes like a popsicle. Book six, The Emerald City of Oz, published in 1910. Chapter one, how the Gnome King became angry. You I know. heard that Right, we are back with the Gnome King. I hate the Gnome King. The return yeah. to Oz fell perfectly in our lineup because really we did that did. last week. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. So just wait, because there's a few things we're going to be talking about. So 
right off the bat, Gnome King, angry mood. Yeah. Which means all the other gnomes are keeping the hell away yeah. from him. They're all steering Yikes. clear. He's pacing. Even the chief steward, who you'll remember from last time, who kind of gave him he some sass. He has a name this time. Oh, he does. His name? Calico with yeah. two Ks. He's, he's, stay, he's staying away from the Gnome King because yeah. the Gnome King is pacing back and forth like, I'm so, I'm so pissed. I'm real pissed. I'm so yeah. pissed off. He's just uh, raving yeah. mad. Uh, I'll stay away from that too. No yeah. thanks. <laughs> Negativity, not, not my way. Right. No. But you can stay away from it all you want because the Gnome King remembers misery loves company. Mm. Yeah. He's like, it's not very fun being mad when there's no one here to be mad at. So he does what any one would do. And he rings his giant gong, and it goes, yeah. And then the steward has to enter. Calico. Calico. Yeah. Hi, Calico. (laughs) (laughs) He is terrified. He runs as fast as his spindly little legs can carry him on his fat little round body and is like, hello, what do you need from me? Um, The Gnome King just basically shouts at Calico to go and get the chief counselor? Yeah, he just wants his chief counselor. I wish there was a gong for him. I know. Well, (laughs) only that's the thing. There's only one person who should respond to the gong, and then they should take the instruction. Uh, And he does. Uh, And he does. He runs out of there on his little body, and the king is like, hey, like... It, like at this point the the advisor's there and he's like hey i'm really not liking this whole thing where i don't have my magic belt i keep trying yeah. to use magic and nothing happens yeah. and it's super annoying like what would you advise the gnome king's counselor is like hey like just you know some people like being angry and the gnome king's like no i'm not angry like i don't like that all the time it's not fun all the time yeah I get that. Well, if you're angry because you can't do magical things, but you don't want to be angry, then just stop wanting to do magical things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't want magic then. That's like easier said than done. It is easier said than done, but that's what I tell myself every day. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want magical things, Hannah. Don't want magical things. Um, This response makes the Gnome King so mad. He pulls on his own beard until it makes him cry out in pain. Yeah. Okay. And he's like. Self-harm much? Yeah, it is, honestly. <laughs> and he's like, you are a fool. And the chief counselor, or the whatever he is, counselor, what he says back, he in my nerve, my first reaction was, that's grounds for execution. Because he said, I share the honor with your majesty. So he's Sick saying, oh, burn. I'm a fool. Yeah, like, I share that with you. Well, the Gnome King says, ho there, my guards. And L. Frank Baum tells us yeah. that... Ho is a royal way of saying come here. Yeah. So when the guards are hoed, mm. the Gnome it's King orders them to take the chief counselor, throw and him away. Throw him away. And the guards bind the counselor in chains and throw him away. <gasps> Whatever that means. I imagine him going in the trash. I I imagine him going on a black pit. I'm imagining um trash too. They're just gonna put him in the trash so that he's like, hey! Help! Somebody help me! For like six days until he dies. Maybe it's a really deep trash. They just put the bag in, so when they drop him, he's going to be really far down. <laughs> okay. So the Gnome King is just pacing how mad he is. And he's telling Calico, I want my magic belt back. It was stolen by from me by Dorothy and Ozma. And Calico is like, yeah, but Dorothy's... 
captured it in fair fight. Yeah. It, like, I was like, my note there was like, that's a lie. Like, Dorothy didn't that's come not. there, steal it, and How carry it, it away. No. Yeah. yeah. You kidnapped her. They friends. were liberating, like, what, a dozen enslaved people. Yeah. So, but the Gnome King, he's like, I want it. It's mine. Like, <laughs> of course of, he half is. Half of my power is gone without it. He's still. Plenty powerful. Oh, God, he's yeah. just a little baby. He's, he's a just baby. a little tiny baby. I just want to kick him in the face. Yeah. I get that. Calico tells the Gnome King, like, well, if you want the magic belt back, you're going to need to go to Oz and retrieve it from Ozma's hands. Ozma's cold, dead hands. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Yeah. You, you can't. Kidding? What are you going to uh, do? There's a deadly desert. Heard of it? Like, we can't even get there's there. There's no way. <laughs> Um, the gnome king is fed up with this line of questioning. Throws a huge ruby at Calico's head. Calico ducks, misses it, but he's told to bring General Blug in to see. Oh, the not yes. General Blug. No, it is, and he Uh-oh. arrives. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you've heard of General Blug before, obviously. Uh, I just assume Blug sounds like a Blug to the head. Yes, it's that's that. not a word, but I also understand what you're saying. <laughs> uh, General Blug is a cruel commander. He's known as like this horrible, like awful fighter who commands fifty thousand gnomes who are all so well trained, and they're only afraid of the general. But he's scared to see the king because he's like, "Oh Jesus Christ! Like this guy has yeah. the power, you know?" Yeah. The king commands him to march his army to Oz, destroy the Emerald City, and take back the belt. General Blug looks the Gnome King in the face very calmly okay. and says, you're crazy. He literally says, you're crazy. And my first thought is, this guy's going to get thrown away. Like... We've He's seen it happen for lesser well, offenses. Honestly. As Hannah would say, the Gnome King does not like that no <laughs> no he doesn't um, general blog tells the gnome king he doesn't know what the fuck the gnome king's talking about and he's like hey why don't you go in the corner and count to 60 before you speak another word because you clearly need to calm down yeah then the gnome king does something insane mm. like he crawls up into his ruby throne he tips his crown over one ear, puts his other ear like against his shoulder, tucks his little feet underneath him, wraps his arm around himself, and he starts to pout. He's pouting like a little yeah, boy. Yeah, he's pouting like a little baby. What? And that's all described. Blug <laughs> explains that he cannot lead an army across the deadly desert. Not with it that attitude. No. It will kill them. They don't have the magic. They don't have any magic. If they had the magic belt, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But also... Even those if, ruby slippers. Even <laughs> if they could get across the desert to Oz, Ozma and Glinda and Dorothy yeah. and like the Wizard of Oz, they're way too yeah. powerful. There they are fairy win. powers that will stop them. And it's like, too bad we don't have the magic belt. And the Gnome King is like, I want the belt. Yeah. Like, give me the belt yeah. back. General Blug is like, okay, you want the belt? You know who oh, has yeah. the belt? Dorothy Gale of Kansas, USA. Yeah. How do we get to Kansas, USA? Tell me how we're going to get there. But 
the gnome king is like, well, okay, no, it's in the Emerald City. No, I have it's a, like she doesn't ha- physically. No, have she doesn't. Them. But they don't know that. Well, the I only reason the only reason they oh, know yeah. that is because one of the gnome king's spies is a blackbird, and that bird flew over the deadly desert and saw that the magic belt is located in Princess Ozma's palace. Of course. So they Which know it's what, not in Kansas. We already Which is what know we that. Yeah. yeah. So General Blug is like, hmm, you know what? That gives me an idea. And General Blug tells the Gnome King that there are two ways to get into Oz without crossing the Deadly Desert. One is to go over the desert. The other is to go under the desert, through the earth. Oz is on the world with us. Confirmed. Well, that's true. We love to hear that. Or at least <laughs> Oz is just on the Some other sort of side closure. of the desert. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm locking that box. <laughs> the Gnome King jumps to his feet. He's super excited. He's like, that's it, Blug. I'm king of the underworld. All of my subjects are miners. We dig holes. The way that the Gnome King did not oh. come to this conclusion himself yeah. is beyond me. The whole point is that he's like the whole thing is he's the king of everything under the ground. Like, why has that? Yeah. How could that not come up? So before? he suddenly comes to the understanding that they will build a secret tunnel under the desert right up into the center of the Emerald City. General Blug is like, hey, soft, soft, settle down. Our army's good. The Emerald City is way stronger. And I'm like, is there something we don't know about the Emerald City? Because there's not an army. Like, wh- yeah. I don't know. I'm, yeah. To me, I'm like, I remember when an army of, like, housewives and, like, women well, who probably had technical skills, Dorothy, too. But. Dorothy keeps coming to Oz and accidentally stealing these super magical things yeah. and then just leaving then them with Ozma. Them. Yeah. So Ozma has an army of magical clothing items yeah um but the gnome king's like so what do i do general blog is like give up mind your own business chill out rule your kingdom just do your own thing honestly what great advice it is but you know what the gnome king does he says no thanks no not he doesn't say a word oh (laughs) he takes his scepter which has a gigantic sapphire i think at the top of it and then he throws it and knocks glub right out Oh my yeah. god, not Glub. He rings Blub. the gong. Blub. Yes. Yeah, he rings <laughs> the bell and Blug is thrown away. He has thrown, thrown away. away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, damn it. He's thrown right away. Now, here we learn that the Gnome King's name is Roquat the Red. Name change moment. Yeah, Roquat. So before we had Roquat of the Rocks, as pictured in the cocktail Roquat on the Rocks, but now we celebrate Roquat the Red. Yeah. Hey, he transitioned, and we support that. Yeah, we support um, any. But nobody loves him, because he's just so bad. But he's made up his mind, hey, we are going to destroy the land of Oz and the Emerald City. We're going to enslave Princess Ozma and Dorothy, and you know what? All the Ozians. And we are going to recover the magic belt. God, yeah. he is always just on an evil plan, he isn't is. Yeah, he is. And L. Frank Baum reiterates, hey... The Gnome King, he has many evil plans. Like, he's always been like this. He's always like, scheming. He's yeah, terrible. Like, he's but here's the thing. Ozma and Dorothy have no idea they've made such a dangerous enemy. 
they do not think about this guy. They're like, he's a <laughs> they don't. They barely that remember him. Ago. Yeah, they were like, they're we like saw chilling. Him. They're like, woohoo, ah, yeah. yeah, we got the city back. Yeah, they took. They they're like, hey, that's a cool magic bell that belonged to the gnome king. We saw him for ten hours. And now they use the magic belt in every single book. Like, yeah, that's yeah. just theirs. They don't think about him. Uh, L. Frank yeah. Baum ends this chapter by saying that an unsuspected enemy is doubly dangerous. And that is the end of chapter one, <sighs> entitled How the Gnome King Became Angry. And Blake, what would you call that? Gnome more, Mr. Nice Guy. No more, Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, is that a song? Gnome, yeah. Chapter two, How Uncle Henry Got Into Trouble. Oh, I don't know okay. if anybody else has noticed the theme of these chapters starting with the word how. how. What I will tell you is there oh. are 30 chapters in this book. Every single one of them starts with the yeah, word it's how. Like, what? It's like an episode yeah. of Friends where it's like the one where they go glamping. Oh my God, it is. Like, also, yeah. they keep just bringing back. Well, it's not bringing back so much because Uncle Henry has technically always been there. Oh, this but chapter. But like, why are we bringing up Uncle Henry? No, I'll See? tell you why, okay? Because we start this chapter by getting a little bit of background on Dorothy. It's Probably poetic. too much. We Ooh. know a lot about her. But Dorothy lives on a farm in Kansas with Aunt Em and Uncle Hen. Yeah. Um, it's not a very good farm, actually. Uh, the rains don't come quite often, and so everything dries up and it dies. And... Once a cyclone took the whole farm away, and Henry was so poor that he had to mortgage the farm to rebuild it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think I was here for when that cyclone came. Does that sound familiar to me? I don't else? really remember. Never heard of a cyclone. No. no. But then, this is also unfamiliar to me. Henry was sick, and his doctor had him take a ship voyage to Australia. Because he needed to see his family to get, you know, well. Yeah. So that wasn't cheap either. Yeah. That's pretty orders. insane that L. Frank Baum seems to be remembering certain things. Yeah, okay, all of a sudden. All these honestly, things. this book. Like, the thing is, that the things I hear is remembering is, it seems like small details that don't really matter too <laughs> much. Know, but that's what's crazy, right? Is like he notices the small things, which means he must be yeah. rereading. That's so stupid. Um, so but how do this, you... Uh, honestly... Let's try not to get too mad. Yeah, we okay. can't get that tied up right now. This book is it's actually really well done. And he tries to Ooh. clean up some of his mess. Like, okay, okay, okay. I don't think he cleans up his mess as well. As but he does. But he's doing his best. This is okay. nine years after the first book. So we've been doing this podcast for nine years like, after the first book? Yeah. yeah. We've been doing this podcast for like a year. So this is nine years, nine of the years life. between first and last. So he's so, changed a lot, and the writing style is crazy. really different. Yeah. It's actually pretty damn good. Like it's actually pretty good writing. <gasps> oh, so, to be honest. Let's jump in. So basically, Uncle Henry is just getting poorer and poorer every year. Yeah. Uh, the crops they raise are really only enough to feed their family. Yeah. The three of them, they're not selling anything so from the farm. So they're not even making money. They so have they're a mortgage. Not, they're not paying their mortgage. They work Thank all God, day. Surviving. Thank God they don't have electricity. I know. <laughs> that bill. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Dorothy doesn't have to get scared from any switches. No. <laughs> yeah. And we know yeah. she hates like switches. Like anything they're growing is feeding the family and feeding the animals. And the yeah. animals are just what? Working for them, I they guess? They must be working animals or um, like maybe they slaughter them and eat them. But Finally, it gets to the point where the bank tells Uncle Henry, pay up 
or else yeah. your farm and house that you mortgage to us are ours. No. Which, for all of you out there who love John Steinbeck, this is just the Grapes of Wrath. Yes. It is just the banks when coming for farmland. Out? That was, uh, what, in the 20s? Or, well, oh, it's, okay. a, it's written about the 20s. Um, oh, it's okay. retrospective, so, somewhat. Okay. They stole this. Steinbeck so stole this. It was the Dust Bowl. from L. Frank Baum. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, to be honest. <laughs> we learn, honestly, and this makes me think of, like, the previous episode where we did Return to Oz, because we learned that Henry's doing everything he can to tend the farm, and Aunt M and Dorothy are doing all of the house stuff, and they are not getting along well. They Uh-oh. can hardly stand each other. Yikes. Uh, and that was kind of the vibe I was getting from the beginning of that movie. Yeah, yeah it's same. stressful, man, you know. Uh, and we, you know, we learn here also that Dorothy... So now we're kind of like... we've This whole chapter, we started with a wide pan of the farm and the farmhouse. We've zoomed in on the farmhouse. We've passed through the doors. And now we're zooming in on Dorothy. So Dorothy was a normal girl. And... She just had these insane adventures, basically. And Aunt M thought, (laughs) Aunt M said she thought that Dorothy must have been marked by fairies at birth because she was always going to these queer places and she always came back and was fully protected by some unseen force. Yeah. Crazy. And it's like, okay, so we're finally acknowledging Crazy. that this is insane, right? But yeah. Uncle like Henry... Five books. Uncle Henry does not believe Dorothy's stories. Yeah. He thinks she is merely okay. a dreamer like her dead mother had been. So now okay, we know. Okay, I just, uh, just want to like say... I'm so glad that we're acknowledging these people. Literally. This should have been the first book. Because when every time the book, every book has ever ended, it doesn't seem like Uncle Henry or Aunt Em care about anything that Dorothy does. And the thing is, like... There's something going on with Dorothy. (laughs) And so the fact they're acknowledging it right now, I'm like, thank God, because that is what makes the most sense. Is that you acknowledge that this kid is whether you see them leave or not, you see that there's something different about them. Just get that. Here's the thing. They may not see her leave, but it does say that Dorothy has spent several long periods of time where she disappears unexpectedly and returns safe and sound with amazing stories of the land of Oz. So Uncle Henry is like, I don't think she's a liar, but I think these are dreams that are so real to her that she's saying them like they're true. But she's missing for days. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like Henry, like, Henry hears the stories and he's like, you know, Dorothy seems like she's actually gained life experience from these dreams she's had. And because it seems so real and she has been gone, it even tests him. You know, he's like, God, I just can't believe it. But at the same time, like she has gone for days and then comes back changed. And she's also talking about like the riches of the Emerald City, how everything's encrusted in these giant emeralds. And he's like, yeah. one, one emerald could save our lives right now. Honestly, he's just like drinking. He's binge drinking. If I was him, I would be like, okay, if this is real, why are you not bringing anything back to yeah, us? Because right. we're straight up struggling right now. <laughs> exactly. I got two mortgages. But okay. they just think, dumb kid. 
I in my notes I have a sub bullet that says Dorothy never brought home any fucking emeralds though <laughs> <laughs> and like just one so she doesn't care Uncle Henry says just yeah. one of those who pay all their debts but it does say we do learn in this moment that like Dorothy has never really understood how poor her family was yeah. before yeah and also um, has she has she been able to bring anything back? Because no, not nothing's really. ever come back with exactly. her except for Toto, and yeah. she brought him with her. Yeah, you know nothing. The shoes the stay. The she magic brings belt stays. from Oz seems to not come back. They to can't her come back. Yeah. Kansas. It makes you wonder. So it's care. like yeah. even if she, even if she had the thought of giving that's, her parents yeah. money, that's actually really interesting because it's be like she could, like as far as I understand from the previous books, if she wanted to bring the ruby slippers back, if she wanted to bring the magic belt back she could bring those things they would just be useless in oz but they would still be those things right yeah, yeah. or in kansas not Oz. Sorry. yeah that's but if I mean. she brings back a 10 pound emerald does i think that's when she gets to kansas it's still a 10 pound emerald right <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah like it doesn't turn into coal so yeah. bring that shit anyway <laughs> Uncle Henry finally tells on them about the bank taking their home. And there's 30 days. There's 30 days. Oh, no. She sobs because she knows they can't make the money in that time. Yeah. But finally, then she says, you know what? We just have to go make a living and work. Like, that's what it is. Like, she's that's very serious. Says? Yes. Yeah. She's pragmatic. She's like, hey. She's like, we're going to leave Kansas. Yeah, we're we're going to have else. to go make a living and not own our own property. And Dorothy's probably going to have to work, too. But yeah. Dor- it, the way it sounded in my reading was that Dorothy would have to be sent away to work somewhere anywhere oh, she can yeah. get work and be away from and just them. send money like, to the family she's gonna go yeah. be a nanny or a tutor or something and be far away from them and never see them again yeah. no that makes sense too and they don't want to stress dorothy out either because they're like oh my god like we can't just like tell well, her also she just disappears so it's yeah. like if oh we do my tell god her that's actually what, scary she's just gonna too. disappear yeah and all of a sudden we don't have anyone making any money for us yeah like Although that sounds fucked up, but it's like you got a kid to kind of help out with that type of stuff. They don't want to like bring like this kind of real talk to Dorothy because she's just a kid. So they don't tell her for several days. Remember, the ticker started at 30 days. Yeah. And we we're probably going on like a week. We're not we have not told told Dorothy. But then Dorothy finds on M crying and Uncle Henry is like comforting her. And like Dorothy kind of like comes into the room and is like, hey, like what's up well, and then henry lays out the details this is all news to dorothy yeah. she's shocked she's she, like we're poor yeah she I had love no idea life. they were poor she's so happy and i'm like it's actually really sweet and she's like young and naive too well dorothy has never had to worry about any of that she literally thought she was rich this whole time good for her or she must have at least because if if i was a child no matter how rich my parents were, if I went to a fairy world, I'd be like, can I just take two diamonds back? Two diamonds. Two diamonds the size of a oh, tater tot each. Like, can I take something? Hundreds like, of thousands give me of dollars. something. I'm a kid. Yeah, I'd, I'd be like, I'd just take me take me back with money. But like, on M, not crazy. After telling Dorothy is like, God damn. Like, you know, it's one thing we can't take care of ourselves, but it shatters our hearts that we have to like raise you in poverty and send you away to get a job when you're 12 years old. Like yeah, that breaks our hearts, which shitty. also like back then weren't 
young women yeah, how starting old were working. People working. Well, it's interesting because they kind of emphasize here too, which this is interesting. They emphasize that like, hey, we're not gonna like live on our farm and like own our own lives anymore like we're gonna have to go work for people like this isn't gonna be a farm anymore uh, this isn't gonna be family. a house yeah exactly they're, they're gonna yeah. Go yeah. be servants it's it's an yeah, interesting you're gonna have to get a job outside of us it's an interesting uh, view yeah, because different. capitalism has like in like you know for positive negative whatever but like everyone has a job now we're like if yeah. i just stopped being a finance manager that's there's nothing else to do you know like i can't just go home and do that to make a living by owning a property like no, i'd have yeah. to be like you okay i'll be skills yeah and stuff. exactly yeah so it's like if you're it, nowadays it's like everyone has a job no one just owns a farm you know like yeah. only very few people do and it's like but back and then if you do it's like you know what you're doing then and yeah, you're making yeah. money you're profiting off of it oh so yeah so. like because of this like because it's so home ingrained Dorothy's like, what do I do to make money? They're like, oh, you know, you could go do housework for someone. You're so handy. You could be a nursemaid for someone's children. And um, they God. say, they're like, hey, but if we can make enough money, we're just going to send you to school instead. They're like, if we don't have, like, we're going to have to work, so you can't live at home. But School's like, not free. Yeah. And they're like, but we're in poor health and we're probably like, no one's going to want to hire us. wants to hire 100 year old on. They say though, they're like, Hey, we want to send you to school. We know that we're probably not going to be able to. And they're just laying out the details, which I think is great. And explains (laughs) some of Dorothy's personality. Honestly, they're quite straight laced. It's open. But But Dorothy kind of smiles and she's like, wouldn't that be so funny if I was just like a slave doing housework in Kansas when I'm literally a princess in the land of Oz? Yeah. And they said, Excuse me. Yeah. So where's your crown and why is it not here? Well, yeah, Dorothy's they're like, like shit. What? I'm, I must have forgotten to mention that. Yeah. Ozma made me a princess months ago. Yeah. I'm a princess in Oz. They're always begging me to stay. Why don't I just go move there? So. This is a little confusing to me just because I'm like, huh, I don't really know what everyone's beliefs are. Because at this point, Aunt Em and Uncle Henry are astounded that Dorothy's a princess. And they're like, hey, if like, could you go back there? Like, could you go live there the rest of your life? And she's like, yeah, that would be super easy. And for the first fucking time in her life, Dorothy has remembered the arrangement with Ozma. The belt? Yes, because she's like, hey, like, I have a special setup with Ozma where if I make the symbol at four o'clock, yep, she'll the belt take me back and there. the magic. So and all the of a sudden, yeah. the belt exists. Exactly. For Jesus. some reason, yeah, this for is the first time ever that she suggested it. the chapter, we're using it for the first time. Yeah. And also, the thing is, she okay yeah yeah she needs to find a place to stay and this and that it's like real life drama or just like shit that's going on there were several moments in the last couple 
books yeah. where she was at like a life and death situation and she did not even bring Dude, up the belt. The minute no. that, the minute in the last book, the minute that she was with the Shaggy Man, looked up and there was a hundred roads, she should have said, Hey, what time is it? Let's wait till four PM. I have a fairy princess who will get me out of this because this is already sketchy. Ozma didn't even use the belt in the last book we did. They got bubbled to send away. Dorothy home. She sent Dorothy oh, and Toto right, home that's with the right. belt because Dorothy You're was right. like, I'm not getting in that fucking bubble. That's right. But Ozma didn't even bring her there with the belt. She sent other people to, to walk bring her. To walk to her and walk her back. Ozma, wow. I'm not happy with her. And she better not be having a birthday in this book because we're fighting. This is a full year well, later. I, actually, don't <laughs> invite me to your birthday right now. After Dorothy explains her situation with the belt and the mirror and like how she can get Ozma to take her to Oz, Aunt Em and Uncle Henry are quiet for a minute. They kind of like look at each other and they're like, hey, this is heartbreaking for us. But like Dorothy, like it is best with you. Like if you can go live in Oz forever, like they'll take care of you. Definitely like if you're sure. That. Uncle Hen is like, oh, OK, 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 let's get real. What if this fairyland doesn't exist? Yeah. And what if people aren't as kind there as Dorothy thinks? Like, I think he's kind of euphemisming. Yeah. I think... He's thinking of all the scenarios. I think yeah. he thinks that every time Dorothy's been missing, she's been in the streets and alleyways, and that she's just, like, created the Scarecrow and the Tin Woodman to cover up little mental bandages. Oh, my God. And he's like, what if maybe we shouldn't just send her out into the streets? Yeah, maybe that's not the safest thing for us <laughs> to do. I think that's a good... Dorothy? Good I think for it's Uncle good. Henry. It's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not sending my kid to a fairy Yeah, land. what the fuck? You no. think it's actual... Like, I wouldn't think that it was real. But no. Dorothy literally laughs in his face. And in her okay, head... Bitch, you're she going make, on the streets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in her head, she makes a plan. She doesn't share her plan with her aunt and uncle because she has to see Ozma and discuss it with her first. So... And... Dorothy says, I'll go to Oz this afternoon, and I promise that I will come back here and see you before you need to leave the farm. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's all good. Henry's like, well, hey, that's pretty close. Like, yeah. you kind of kept this private for a long time, so yeah. it's going to be Let's pretty Let's hope your friends can give you a home, girl. <laughs> yeah. So, that afternoon, Dorothy kisses Em and Hen. She goes up to her room with a small dog named Toto in her arms. Yeah. Um, Hi, Toto. <laughs> She looks in her closet at all the gingham dresses that she loves so much. And she's like, oh, I should pack these. And she's like, I'm going to Oz. Yeah, she's I like, don't need these I gingham don't need dresses. These for yeah, my like, future. Gotcha. <laughs> so she just sits in her chair. She waits until 4 p.m. She makes her little signal. And then on M and Uncle Henry downstairs. They're watching the stairs because that's the only way Dorothy could possibly exit the building. They're watching. They're watching the stairs. The clock strikes four. Nothing. The clock strikes four thirty. They're like, nothing. okay, no, we're gonna go. We're going. We're gonna go. Let's check. check it out. Let's yeah. check it out. So they call her name. They go up the stairs. They look in her room, and Dorothy has vanished. <laughs> and that is the end of chapter two. How Uncle Henry got into trouble. And Blake, <laughs> what would you call that? Wait, what? A situation of great interest because <laughs> mortgage, mortgage interest. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter three. How Ozma granted Dorothy's request. 
So Elfring Baum starts this chapter by telling us that <laughs> we've probably read so much about the magnificent Emerald City that there's little need for him to describe it. But then he, he goes into it. some startling statistics. Like, so <laughs> in depth, like for like eight paragraphs. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. I didn't know that. The Emerald City is the capital of Oz and is the most beautiful among fairy countries. We knew that. Attractive. That's not crazy. Hey, okay, why? Okay. How many buildings would you say might be in the Emerald City? Let me think. I would say probably around 9,654 buildings. That's crazy. That's a massive number. I'll tell you how about people? Ooh, how many people? Nine billion. <laughs> That's huge. Yeah. <laughs> the, I don't know. You guys just said 900,000 or something. <laughs> For 9,000. buildings. <laughs> That is a lot. But the population is 57,318 people. That's news. However, this actually is a guest trivia question. Uh Uh-oh. So, guest trivia. (laughs) The population of Oz in the year 1910 is the closest to which American city in the year 1910? Oh. Yeah, so multiple at the, choice. Yeah, it is multiple choice. Okay. So the population of Oz population. or of the Emerald City is fifty seven thousand three hundred and eighteen. So fifty seven thousand okay. is the Emerald City population. Mm-hmm. So the options are A, Portland, Oregon, B, Portland, Maine, C, New York City, or D, Kansas City, Kansas, Missouri. Kansas City, Kansas. There's a Kansas City, Kansas? Yeah. That's not the one I I think of. No, it's not the one we know. (laughs) So that is Portland, Oregon, Portland, Maine. I'm going to say Portland, Maine. Final answer? Yeah. That is correct. Yes! Yes! That is incredible. And also, it seems almost more impressive in a way because... The Emerald City population is 57,300. Portland, Maine is 57,500. So Whoa. it is almost the exact same population. This is via the U.S. Census Bureau from 1910. That is pretty close. Also, just what's kind of crazy to me, New York City at that time, 2.7 million. Yeah, and was Oregon like... was 207,000, which I didn't Whoa. think, or Portland, I mean. I didn't think Portland was that big back then. So Guess anyway. So. Yeah, that is crazy. City, city, city. Yeah. Um, and altogether, there were a half million people in Oz. So yes. the whole country of Oz is a half a million. There's all the Munchkins, the Gillikins, the Quadlings, yeah. the Winkies, and not all of them were alive. That includes the people no, who are not. Not, living. not everyone is a meat person. That's true. Um, oh my god! Now but, we're gonna get into some crazy shit. Okay, so <laughs> there are no diseases in Oz, so no one ever <laughs> dies. Unless uh, 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 they meet an accident that prevents them from living. That's a rule change I, to me. That was not. I, I heard. heard I heard rule. you had to be murdered by your peers. I heard yeah. that you had to be a child murderer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard a king of Oz tell me that. So yeah. that's a problem. Also, there's no money and all the no property. The property it actually all just belongs to Ozma because she's mommy yeah. and everyone who lives in Oz is considered her child. Yeah. They all work half days, play half days, farmers share their grains, people who make ornaments, 
sell them for no money. Everyone just gets what they yeah. want. And L. Frank Baum tells us he's not sure that such an arrangement would work for us in the <laughs> yeah. ordinary humdrum world. But Dorothy has personally assured him yeah, that he it breaks works the fourth very wall. well in Oz. So Dorothy and L. Frank Baum are friends. Dorothy <laughs> must have written him. <laughs> That's insane. Interesting. Anyway, there's all kinds so no of no wonder she's the lead in every book. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so there are all kinds of people in Oz, but none who are evil or who possess a selfish or violent nature. So basically every villain from every previous yeah. book doesn't exist. So oh. it's like, <laughs> but then, then, and I agree, I this whole time I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? I've yeah. seen witches, I've seen enslavement, I've seen mm. mommy. We've seen a lot of horrible but things. then we get this big, big disclaimer. He starts backtracking. Yeah, he's like, hey, but like, I'm Immediately. Only, literally, he's like, I'm just talking in a general way. Like, yeah. there are exceptions. I not mean, there's, everyone's there's good. the hammerheads literally, out in he's the like, hills. I forgot about the hammerheads. I know, yeah. Well, did you also forget about the Kalitas? Who no, he says, though he's like, those are mostly tame now. Though. All the Kalitas are tame now. Oh, by whom, I wonder. By whom? Yeah, I want to know. There's also the fighting trees who, you know, reach down and throw people off to the side if they try to pass through them. But those are really scarce. They're in the more remote parts of Oz. Yeah. Also, there are witches. Oh, used to be. But they were destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you're just like, right now, things are fine. Like, right. there's terrible places, and right now there are no witches who have enslaved over half the population. So here's the thing, though. Like, there were the two wicked witches in the first book, both of which were killed and destroyed. Mm-hmm. But what about, like, Mombi? Like, Mombi was forced to forget her magic, yeah. but no she wasn't violent destroyed. She wasn't yeah. destroyed. She's still there. Are they saying they destroyed the witch, but then the woman still existed? I think they must just be talking about the east, the, which is the east and the but west. But Mombi has that. no access to magic anymore, Not right? anymore, yeah. No, she doesn't even remember and, magic. But okay. and also, Tip slash Ozma so said not really a threat. Ozma said that she was going to provide for Mommy the rest of her life. So Mommy probably isn't violent or evil anymore. Yeah, she's chilling. She she's everything. like, thanks for not throwing me in prison. She never really wanted she's power. Like, I'd rather you know? be able to like but eat and stuff than be like. Yeah, she's like, I'll stuck sit in a I'm chilling. So L. Frank Baum is like, I suppose every country has some drawbacks. So even this almost perfect fairyland could not be quite perfect. Like. Okay, whatever helps you sleep at night, Frankie. Yeah. We're reminded that Dorothy is Ozma's best friend. And Ozma made her a princess of Oz and wants her to stay in the Emerald City forever. Like, we already know this. We learned it before Dorothy left Kansas. Mm -hmm. Dorothy's always been like, hey, no, I want to live with my aunt and uncle. Like, I love them. Like, I'm loyal to them. And I don't know that I'm poor at home. And so she's always declined. But now Dorothy is resolved that she's going to ask a, quote, great favor from Ozma. So a few seconds after making the secret hand signal in her bedroom, Dorothy appears in Ozma's Emerald Palace. Yeah. And, and Ozma's there. Yeah. She greets Dorothy and immediately, first thing she says to her, what's wrong? Because yeah. she she's... looks a little forlorn <laughs> and she apparently only ever uses the secret yeah. signal in danger or in trouble? She literally, she's oh. like, hey, Dorothy, you've never made that signal and not been in trouble. Um, Which, what about when I am in trouble, bitch? I've never made that signal before. Yeah, I even thought she when was, she's been in trouble, and I know for a fact that you've been watching. I thought yeah. that she just Nothing like happens. makes that signal when she wants to come hang out. But that Yeah, means that's what I thought it was for. It is. I think that is what it could be for, because Ozma wants Dorothy there, but... 
I'm like, okay, but she's never been there before then. She's never used that signal. Is to Ozma get there. upset that Dorothy doesn't want to just stay in Oz? I think Honestly, she kind of Ozma, is. Okay, so I Ozma feel like there might obsessed. be some resentment there. Hold on. I like Ozma doesn't Ozma have, doesn't have a family. Ozma doesn't have resentment. Like she's not capable of resentment. But let's continue because actually you're on the right track. Okay. Yeah. Because Dorothy sighs and she's like, uh, you know, like it's not me who needs help. It's on him and Uncle Hen who need help. And she explains the whole situation. She tells Ozma that they're going to be homeless. They're too old to work. She's going to have to work for them unless... And Ozma... <laughs> Ozma's like, oh, I see where you're going. And she's like, unless what, my dear? And Dorothy's like, well, can we all just live here in Oz with you, like... I can't come Me, here without Aunt them. Me, Aunt M, and Uncle Henry. Like yeah, they come live, live there. here. So Ozma's Ozma laughs in her face. Oh shit! And then she says, "Damn, you don't even be like that." <laughs> she says, "Of course." She's. She tells <laughs> okay. Dorothy. She's like, actually, I've already had this idea myself oh. several times. If they're that important to you, I know they're good people. It's like might as well keep them all in one place, yeah. right? Then yeah. You have to keep going back and forth. Yeah. So Ozma, you always end up here. Ozma <laughs> says yeah. to Dorothy. Ozma says to Dorothy, "For your friends, princess, there is always room in the land of Oz." Dorothy's a Fucking princess. I know we already know that, but Dorothy's like. Why does she even need to ask? There's no need. Right. Yeah, you live there. You're patriarchal. You can you can invite whoever you want. You invite people regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's funny. Dorothy is (laughs) like, she's like, no, don't call me princess. Like when we move here, I'm gonna live. I'm gonna live on a farm in the Munchkin Kingdom with Anem and Uncle Henry. And Ozma is like, um. No, you'll be a princess, and you'll actually have rooms here in the palace. Yeah, you and know, you'll be my constant you know companion. Dorothy's apartment that you stay in every single yeah. time you come. It here. has your name. That's in actually Emerald. that's actually gonna be your house. Yeah, you that's idiot. actually where you're gonna um, stay because that's where you've been staying every single time you visit. Yeah. Dorothy's like, what about my family? Ozma's like, dude. Do you think you're, we're just gonna throw them out in the she's fucking like, your deadly aunt, yeah, desert exactly. and let them fucking <laughs> evaporate also, into the like, sand? No, we're not gonna, gonna, gonna do gonna that. Live they're gonna live a half a day's what, you walk think we're away idiots? from you. You'll just go visit them in Ozma's chariot. Exactly. What are you talking about? Like but we can do whatever the fuck we want here. Ozma tells her though. She's like, your aunt and uncle are old. They've worked forever. Like we will set them up Let so them yeah. they don't have to do any work. They don't have to live in the Munchkin villages doing farming. Yeah. And Dorothy's like, okay, like that makes sense. And Dorothy's like, okay, or Ozma is like, okay, well, like when should we bring them here? And Dorothy's like, well, how about next Saturday? Uh, because like then you can send me back to them and I'll tell them what's happening. I'm sorry, Dorothy. How about right this second? Yeah. Ozma's, what? Ozma's like, whoa, why would we ever Let's do that? Let's just figure it out now. Right? I will say, I understand what. where Ozma's coming from because she explains well like if you go back and tell them that they're going to be transported magically like that's kind of like scary it's going to make them anxious it's confusing they're going to have a million questions also like what's the point like you're already here what's the point in sending you back to Kansas just to to tell them to come back also what's the point 
of making them sit around and wait to be evicted from the home they've always yeah. known. Like, <laughs> let's just bring them. What are you talking yeah. about? They're just going to be sitting there being like, wow, we're going to be evicted and also Dorothy's gone forever. Like, <laughs> that's how terrible. Yeah, they're yeah. in the worst part of their minds right now. Yeah. But and Dorothy agrees. So Yeah, they decide that tomorrow morning... Um, they're going to bring on M and uncle Henry to the Emerald city. Julia jam will prepare the rooms. <laughs> okay. Julia. Yeah. Dorothy's so grateful. She can't contain herself. She's kissing Ozma all over the face. And Ozma's like, all right, well, yeah. now that we've talked shop. Well, it's like, let's just see what happens. Yeah. Don't get so excited yet. She's like, let's <laughs> right. just go for a walk in the gardens and then get showered and dressed for dinner because you know, dinner is always a huge deal. This yeah. is the first time Dorothy's the first time Dorothy's seen Ozma before dinner. It is. I was <laughs> oh, literally thinking yeah. that when she appeared in the throne room or whatever and kissed her immediately. I was like, oh, she just straight to her room. Because like, it's okay. the first time Ozma's used the magic fucking belt. True. Honestly, things are different when you use the magic belt. <laughs> but that is the end of chapter three. How Ozma note the how. Ozma granted Dorothy's request. And Blake, what would you call that request? Okay, I put a colon in this one. Ooh. Ozma's real estate magic. On M and Uncle Henry get a plot twist. <laughs> okay, plot like a land plot. Yes. Big. <laughs> I didn't even have to explain it. He got it. it. He got it. He got it. Yeah. I would have asked for an explanation. <laughs> Chapter four. How the Gnome King planned revenge. Gnome King, Gnome King, Gnome King. I know. King. We're <laughs> jumping around. Here the is. We're jumping around. So, L. Frank Baum tells us that the reason yeah. most people are bad is because they don't try to be good. Just some food for thought. And since the Gnome King has never tried to be good, yeah. he's very bad. Also, we're really playing around with Roquat here. Like, in this section, like we're really switching between Gnome King and Roquat. And so, Roquat is plotting how he's going to march on, destroy, and enslave the Emerald City. Like, he has all these plans. He's, like, working on more. He thinks, and he thinks he can do it. And this is around the time that Dorothy is getting to Ozma. We're told, hey, right around the same time, Dorothy's just getting to Ozma. And at this time, the Gnome King calls in Calico. And he says, hey, like, you're going to be my new general. Calico's like, no, that's okay. <laughs> I don't want to be the general. Yeah. Um, and why not? You might ask. Yeah. Like Calico's like, I'm your chief steward, always have been, have been for a very long time. I don't know anything about warfare. There are hundreds of gnomes who would be glad to be your general. Let's go yeah. find one and of them. And they'd be better than me. Like, obviously. And the gnome king's like, okay, well, that makes sense. So he's like, okay, assemble the army. So Calico goes to do that. And you'll recall the gnome king's like chamber has the doorway that goes out to that balcony that overlooks all the gnomes yeah, you know it's called mm -hmm. the great cavern apparently yeah, apparently so he goes on the balcony and he surveys fifty thousand soldiers awaiting to hear his remark yeah the king goes out on the balcony over to see them over to see them so here's the thing the gnomes are miners when they're not needed for the army yeah. They're very muscular. They're short. They're round. They have these ugly toes. They've got these pointy ears. The Gnome King is above them looking at all these hideous little things. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's this good. is my army. Yeah, he's feeling good about it. 
And he's like, hey, who's going to be my new general? I've thrown away General Blug. Yeah, who would right. like to be... There's good news. Colonel Crinkle steps forward and he salutes and he says, I am going yeah. to be your new general. Uh-oh. He's the next in command. Crinkle? Uh, yeah. yeah. Colonel Crinkle. The Crinkle gnome? him up into a trash can. Hey. Ooh, Probably. <laughs> the Gnome King tells Colonel Crinkle that he wants him to march the army through an underground tunnel to the Emerald <gasps> City, oh. conquer the people, destroy their city, steal their golden gems, and retrieve the magic belt. Plans, 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 yeah. plans. The Gnome plans. King says, Will you do it? No, can't be done. No, absolutely not. It's impossible. That's what Colonel oh, Crinkle says. Okay. So the Gnome King turns to his servants, and he's like, "Um, excuse me, will you please take General Crinkle to the torture chamber and slice him into thin slices and feed him to the seven-headed dogs? Oh, my God. Uh, so then the Gnome King is like, okay, like who else wants to be the general? What is the name of the seven-headed dogs? Well, okay, exactly. It's, they move on from all of that. There's I just no want to know if their name mention. is Fluffy. It's probably Cerberus. Oh, Fluffy, very good. <laughs> it very is good. like, I feel like it yeah, is a Yeah, I know Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> She's such a nerd. <laughs> She's nerd not, life. Not like other girls. <laughs> nerd life. Nerd life. Nerd, nerd life. life. <laughs> See our recent TikTok. So... After throwing away Crinkle, the Gnome King is like, who will take on the task? The army's silent for a minute. Then this old (laughs) gnome with white whiskers so long that they're tied around his waist steps forward. And he salutes the Gnome King. And he says, I have a few questions. (laughs) (laughs) Same. He has has three questions to which the Gnome King answers each. And I have a problem with one of the answers. So are there people or are the people of Oz good? Good as apple pie. That's what he said? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And just wait. Are the people of Oz happy? They're happy as the day is long. So what? So two similes, right? But and are they content and prosperous? Yes. Wait, what did he say there? <laughs> he just says very much so. Okay. And I'm like, okay. He he so yes. yes. <laughs> Good as apple pie. Happy as the day is long. Uh, very much so. That's I'm not like, enough. Yeah, it's not. It's not. That's not he, good. No, he it's enough. Wrong. It's enough. It's not good for me. This old gnome, he's like, cool. I'll take the job. I hate good people. I detest happy people. I'm opposed to contented okay. and prosperous people. Well, I guess people. when you feel that way. I'll be your general. Yeah. <laughs> I guess when you feel that way. I guess when you way. feel the opposite way that I was thinking that people <laughs> usually feel, then, uh, yeah, you'll you'll thrive. Yeah, you can do this job then. You're going to do great. Oh, You're going to make sorry. lots of money. <laughs> he tells the Gnome King, if I fail, I am fully prepared to be fed to the seven-headed dogs. Fine. Oh. So yeah. King Roquat, he's like, goody, goody, goody. What's your name? General Guff. G-U-P-H. G-U-P-H? Yeah. Guff. So we got rid of Blug. We got rid of Crinkle. Now we're on Guff. Guff. Calico is still there, but he's the advisor. The Gnome King invites Guff to discuss this with him in his private cave. Cave. I almost said cage. Um, (laughs) And he tells the rest of the army that they are to obey Guff's commands until he becomes... Dog food. Yep. Oh. 
so Guff comes in to the private cavern, and he's coming in with a certain mm, attitude, I guess. He's got an attitude. He's uh, He sits down, throws his feet up on the Gnome King's throne, lights his pipe, throws the live coal on the Gnome King's foot. Blow smoke in his eyes. Blow smoke oh, in his face. He um, wants to show the king he's not afraid. Yeah. And he's like, say, what do you got for me there, Gnome King? <laughs> the Gnome King is like, does it not make you tremble to do this to me? To throw fire at me and blow smoke in my face? Because he's just like, I'm so powerful, I could fucking yeah. snap you in yeah. half. But like Guff, toothpick. Guff yeah. is playing the game. Okay. He has the right answers. Because he's like, well, like... I'm the only one that can get this job done, so I don't think you would harm me until the job is done. And once the job is done, Smart. you're gonna be so happy with me, you won't even want to. It's like, not like do you're gonna that. try to kill me yeah. because then you can yeah. use me sometime in the future, probably. Exactly. Gnome King is like For something. Gnome For something. King's like, good point, good point. So what if you fail? Guff is like, if I fail, you slice me up and you feed me to the dogs. But 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 but. Here's the thing. Guff isn't going to fail because the Gnome King is going to do exactly what Guff tells him to do. And if the Gnome King does exactly what Guff tells him to do, they will not fail. Guff has a plan. He says that Roquat is too brash, too reckless. He needs to think things through. Guff explains that they have to gather allies mm-hmm. and you know what that means right ally, ally. yeah ally. <laughs> um he says look here's the thing our army is gnomes they're not enough we are going up against ozma's wand wait okay ozma has a wand apparently ozma has a wand the ghoul the girl ruler you're has a, a wizard a magic ozma wand. Yeah. <laughs> you're a wizard i'm a wand <laughs> That was the Harry Potter music. I'm sorry about but, that. No, I got it. I don't get it, though. Magic wand, Ozma. Not <laughs> sure about that. Ozma okay. has a wand. Sure. Dorothy has the magic belt. Um, what do we got? We got Glinda the Good, well, who controls the spirits and the air. They Actually, the, the book says, at the north of the city is a sorceress, Glinda. Oh. What we know she lives in the south. is Glinda lives in the south. And it does say she commands the spirits of the air, which yeah, makes no sense at means. all. Um, and then, of course, they have the great and powerful Wizard of Oz. Who, What's he out here doing? Well, people, really people in the real world spend good money oh, yeah. to watch him do his magic. With so the pigs? He must be powerful. With the yeah, pigs. Yes. <laughs> With the pigs? <laughs> Thought so. <laughs> That's not fucking not. So... The king is like, yeah, well, we have 50,000 soldiers. But then the general says something I didn't actually fully understand. Because he's like, well, they're gnomes. Like, uh, Yeah, but what are gnomes are what? Well, gnomes are immortal. Yeah, but they don't have... Strong magic. Okay, so... But I'm like, wait. But they're immortal? immortal. (laughs) uh, Yeah, it's like you can't kill them. seems like you have... So they're going to keep on attacking you. They're the perfect army. They're the best army you could possibly have. I'm just like, they don't have to have any skills because they don't die. Yeah, there's nothing there. I don't understand it. 
And then mm. they, he also mentions, and the belt took half your power. So, like, okay, that seems like the bigger part of it, maybe. But, like, either way, they'd be helpless against Oz. Basically, the Gnome King is like, okay, so it sounds like you're telling me we're not going to win. So, go to the bye, go to the slicing machine. And Guff's like, oh, no, like, we can win if we get the power that we need. Yeah. There are many evil, magical creatures who could destroy Oz and who would be willing to help them. Just got to band together. Gnome King loves this idea, tells Guff that he's the greatest general he's ever had. The Gnome King tells Guff to go and make arrangements with the evil powers that they will need to win the battle. And in the meantime, the Gnome King's got a tunnel to dig. And we end this chapter with Guff saying, okay, I'll start this afternoon. I'm going to visit the chief of the Mimsies, who is one of the dark powers. Mimsies. Whimsies. 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 Never heard of him. <laughs> you thought you heard of the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> we know the last Mimsy. But that is the end of chapter four, how the Gnome King planned revenge. And Blake, what would you call that? I'm leaving this one up to a vote because I had two good ones for this. Oh, let's hear them. The first, a wickedly clever plan. Or digging for trouble. Mm. I like digging for trouble better. Yeah, I think I like digging for trouble. I don't think trouble. I got the first one. Because they're wicked and evil and they need to get all of the most evil beings in the fairy country to stand up against Oz. I thought it was pretty clear. Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Digging. Thank you for listening to Oz Hour. Please join us next time as we continue with Chapter 5, How Dorothy Became a Princess. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Oz Hour Podcast for the latest on everything Oz. Oz Hour, created and hosted by Blake Stone and Wyatt Swingham. Co-hosted by Hannah Aguirre. Audio production by Charlie Johnson. Theme music written and performed by Rudy Klobus. Cover art by Valentin Lucas. Last time on Oz Hour. Okay, so last time we just greet Dorothy. She meets the Shaggy Man. They're on this like dirt road, and then all the work the the the, 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 dirt, the dirt roads turn into thousands of dirt roads. <laughs> and and they're like, oh, which one do we do? And they go and they just go down one to and, and they meet this little boy who's uh, digging a hole, little button brain. He's like, don't know, don't know, don't know, don't know. And, and and they move past that. They they go into this uh this place that has this uh foxes everywhere, and and they're out here being foxes and, s- and stuff. <laughs> and Button Bright is like, ah, ha, 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 ha. And they meet the king of all these little foxes and everything. And uh, he turns Button Bright. Well, he doesn't turn him into a fox, but he makes his head into a fox. And, and, and then they're like, oh, no, that sucks. And they leave there and they they keep going. They're like, oh, we have to go to the next place. In the meantime, they meet this rainbow child, Polychrome. Polychrome's dancing around. She's cold. She's hot. She's all these different types of things. She's dancing. She's singing. She's sad. She's happy. It's all over the place. And then and then they keep on going with their journey. She's there with them. And, and then they run into this donkey town. I can't remember the name of the town. 
town now, but it's Donkey Town to me now. And uh, they they go, and and then all of a sudden, the Shaggy Man, his head turns into a donkey because it's just basically what happened at the Foxville is what happened at the Donkey Town. And 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 when they leave there, they go, they meet this little music man. Everyone is so mean to him. They're just like, oh, you're annoying and loud, and no one likes to hear you sing, even though that's like literally his whole existence and so then they leave from there they go they uh see this desert they have this johnny do it guy do the thing to get them across the desert they 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 make it past there then they meet this pond and then they jump in the pond their heads go back to normal and then they from there they go into the emerald city shaggy man has this whole existential crisis where he's like ah, i don't want to live this life anymore i want to stay here in oz so he does and he stays there and and then birthday. Oh, I also forgot the pumpkin head. They did meet him on the way there, but I'm just going to jump past there because I, I, I didn't mention it before. <laughs> and I also missed the Tin Man. <laughs> but anyway, that did happen. But we're going to jump ahead to Ozma's birthday because that's what we've all been waiting for, right? Ozma's birthday. So here we are. Everyone's here at Ozma's birthday. We meet all the guests. We meet all the people. And everyone is happy. And then they all get home in bubbles the end happy ending <laughs> and, and the scootlers scootlers 